Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium with your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is all about dynamic family leadership and leaving a profound legacy for our children. This year, we've added family financial freedom as a major topic. We want to help families learn, act, and implement strategies to become financially free with topics ranging from debt elimination, student loans, credit, cash flow, investment to money, mindset, and financial literacy. So please check the show notes to see how I can help you and your family create passive income through real estate investing and leave a profound legacy in life, leadership, and wealth. You'll find links to my website, which is integrativeminds.com, and my books. You can also search my name on Amazon or LinkedIn, Jacqueline T.D. Huynh. That's spelled H-U-Y-N-H. And if you're looking for a speaker for your organization or event, please contact me at parentpumpradio at gmail.com to schedule a meeting time. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on RethinkRadio.org, OneIdeaWay.com, and Arm Radio. Okay, so let's get onto our show and meet my guest today. She is in the healing arts. She's a holistic stress relief mentor who helps parents and kids relieve anxiety on demand and resolve chronic stress and trauma. She has her proven three-step ACE method that helps you unlock and resolve patterns and limiting beliefs that have you stressed and struggling. And we're going to talk to her more about that three-step ACE method. Her transformation mentoring and 30 days to relief anxiety and quit overthinking program have helped hundreds of people get shifting to more calm, clarity, and choice. And she also speaks nationally about getting empowered with energy tapping. And you're going to get to experience that today. She teaches workshops and hosts monthly women transformation retreats. So you can find out more about those retreats, ladies and moms, on her website, which we'll give to you later. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Suzanne Gunderson. Hi, Suzanne. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, thank you. I was introduced to tapping a long time ago probably about five years ago. I should probably be doing it more, but I know it's a very powerful tool. So I'm glad you're here to kind of demystify it and also give us an experience at the end. Yeah, wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm yeah, so about tapping. <laughs> before we go there, I'd like to know a little bit about you. So like what led you to kind of go down this holistic approach? I grew up uh, in, in, the, in the very hectic Northeast uh, from New Jersey originally. And I grew up with a family of alcohol abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. There was a lot of abuse. And I think that there's so many people right now in the movement of being more transparent and vulnerable that they are also admitting that they've had you know, abusive early developmental years as their experience. But my experience of it was that, you know, I went through that. I was a very sensitive child and had created a chronic anxiety issue by the time I was in my early teen age. And I was passing out every day from stress. 
Wow. And back then, I mean, the answer was just Medicaid. There wasn't like really let's dig into this. I mean, I'll probably age myself here a little bit, but you know, I'm. This was back in you know, um, you know, the very early '80s that this was going on. With that, I just kind of became somebody who was taking medication to cope with my stress and anxiety. Uh, in addition to, I was you know became an emotional overeater to to cope with all the stress. And that emotional overeating led me to be you know hundreds of pounds of extra weight. And really just living very unfulfilled. So I spent, you know, good, you know, 15 years just really struggling with emotional eating and, you know, having anxiety, but using medication to try and cope with it. And I really was not feeling like I was living with the aliveness that I wanted to experience. So I, I left the, hef the hectic Northeast and moved to South Florida where I thought, well, that'll just be really nice and, and slow mm -hmm. and relaxing. And it was, it's a, the dichotomy is just so different between, you know, New York City where I lived and worked for 10 years and in South Florida. And it was here that I was able to start to slow down in South Florida and be able to look at some other alternative healing modalities. And I found hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming and energy medicine and, and nervous system regulation therapy. So I found all these amazing approaches that were very natural and in tune with my own body and started to bring them into my world. And I was able to then, you know, drop the weight get off of the medication and be able to really start to live life with confidence and clarity that I was looking for. And that really just, you know, in, in bringing those tools and techniques into my life is what kind of got me into wanting to share it with other people to say, Hey, you can do this too. You know, if I can do it, you can do it. You don't need to buy anything as a product outside of yourself. You really can transform yourself from the inside out. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of my first client and my first case study of what I've gone through to be able to unravel that and get to a place uh, where I feel really, you know, present in the world. Yeah, I, I hear your story a lot from friends and colleagues. I think the way they dealt with stress and viewed stress or anxiety back in this 80s and 70s was just to numb it with medication instead of dealing with the root cause. And then we've got people who would start eating too much, drinking too much, doing too much drugs and other things to, to then try to relieve that. And I'm so glad that you found a holistic way and that you're going to share it with us. Let's talk about stress. I know I've had lots of guests on my show, you know, from doctors to experts, and we've talked about this, but I'd like to know how do you define stress? Stress is really your body's reaction to perception, and it's unique in our perception. You know, not everybody's slice of bread is everybody's slice of bread. You know, we react to life unique to the resiliency level of our nervous system. And that was the problem that I was experiencing back when I was a teenager was that I didn't have any resiliency in my nervous system. I hadn't, you know, conditioned my, my vagus nerve, which is, you know, uh, the wandering nerve of the body that really, you know, is in communication with the brainstem that says, you know, am I sensing safety or not? And so... Stress is really when we are in the external world and we can, in, we can experience it as acute stress where someone cuts us off or we can't find our keys or there's some kind of urgency about something. And, but as soon as that resolves itself, it kind of ends. And then there's the kind of stress where, you know, we've got more chronic issues where you go to a work, you go to your job and there's maybe a critical boss or you have conflict with your partner or you have children that are in conflict with their friends at school or having difficulties. And this is not something that gets solved overnight. And so it's more of an ongoing thing. 
so stress can be more chronic or maybe even have a you know some kind of a, a loss or a trauma yeah. some accident or something that's happened in your life that could be more of a traumatic type of a stress that that's kind of lingering and all of that lives and breathes in your body's energy system and in your nervous system as being kind of just stuck and so some of the tools that i use help the body be able to process that stress response be able to come back to a place of peace and calm again that way you can have perspective stress is really just our body's reaction to perception whether it's that acute fast kind of experience or something that's chronic and ongoing or something even longer than traumatic yeah we have to really recognize stress how powerful it is because it is related to over 90% of physical illness. If we don't acknowledge it, it's because it's not just psychosomatic, it's not just in your brain because it will manifest into conditions like cancer, heart disease, pain. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so as parents, how do we, should we deal with this when say it's our kids who are stressed and our kids who are going in pain? I mean, I work a lot with moms and, and families and even, you know, some tween teenage children also that have their own versions of stress. And there's just so many angles of it. You know, if you're a child, you're maybe having test anxiety, or maybe you're being bullied at school, or if you're a parent, um, you're with a difficult child, you might have a, a really hard time dealing with, you know, having to support the family and, you know, and then also, you know, deal with this, this strong-willed child or this, this difficulty with that, whatever, learning disability or, or social issues that the child has. And all of that, it comes in the form of experiences, mm -hmm. right? We have these experiences and then they kind of settle into the body as, well, this is what's happened or well, this is what's happening. And all of that is, is memorization of the nervous system of how we know how to do what we're doing when we are responding to stress. What I do when I work with people is I ask them, you know, what are these triggering events that are getting you to have this reaction that is getting you to either think these thoughts of worry and, and overwhelm or even experience it in your body as a, like an elevated heart rate or, you know, uh, different types of experiences of body temperature or other, you know, symptoms that you might have and help them really take a look at like what's triggering them there and then how to help them through the stress response to be able to build that self-compassion and, and inner wisdom to be able to complete the stress response. You, you probably say a lot of mind-body energy work. Tell us what you've ex experienced of stress connection to mind-body-spirit part. What happens to our mind and our body when we're experiencing these things? Well, the first thing is the body has a neuroceptive awareness. Without your even consciously being aware of it, it has these little nervous, you know, points all over the body, these little nerves that are constantly on guard going, what's, you know, are we safe? Or are we not safe? And so the body is aware of safety before the mind is. But what happens is that when the body gets overwhelmed with it's, it's not safe, then it looks to the mind to say, help solve this problem. So it's constantly sending messages to the mind. The mind says, oh, I'm brilliant. I can figure this out. But then the mind is, is not connected to the body in a way that's regulated, in a way that's kind of connected for your heartbeat and your mind's brain neuron processes to be you know, connected in a way that you're actually productively working through your stress response. And this is why we have people who are, and tend to be overthinkers because the body just is so overwhelmed, it doesn't know how to calm down. Yeah. And so yeah. we go up to the mind. And then really, you know, when we look to kind of spirit to say in a higher power, 
you know, it's really okay. I'm really okay here. And we can try and look at some of the body reactions like, okay, I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? How can I help myself, you know, calm down? How can I get cooler? Um, how can I just breathe differently to maybe be able to help my heartbeat regulate? So we're living in a very overstimulated world. I mean, all day long, we're just being bombarded with one thing after the other. So we're living in kind of a low-grade stress all the time. And our body doesn't like to be in that state. And this is why we have more overthinkers than we've ever had before. And so we have a lot of people who are stuck in worry patterns and, and have, you know, uh, social anxieties because they're worried about what other people think because we're just always stuck up in the mind. Yeah. But to truly come down off that stress response and integrate, you know, mind, body, and spirit is, is the goal, right? To be able to, this is why I think people get home at the end of the day and they say, oh gosh, I hope they cancel plans. I don't want to go out because I want to just stay home and try and recover before I have to go out tomorrow and do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that overthinking actually kills us in a way because we start thinking of all the things that could happen that's bad and then we get more anxiety or what my boss is really trying to do or what my spouse is really trying to do when they probably weren't even thinking or doing that but you start creating these scenarios and then you stress yourself out more so true i mean just think about how we go home at the end of the day and the thoughts that we think about how our own insecurities our own worries nobody's going home at the end of the day going let me think let me think about jackie for the next two hours before i go to sleep they're just not you're just thinking about yourself so if we could just keep that in context then maybe we can have to quiet the mind a little bit, you know, from all of its chitter chatter. Yeah. But when you're in that chitter chatter mode, really the, the, the effort that needs to take place is to help the body calm down. Yeah. And that's why I love tapping because it directly impacts the body systems to be able to bring it, you know, calm down this body. For those who maybe have a hard time meditating because their mind keeps dripping off, I think right. tapping is a great way because then you've got something to focus on and you're doing. Well, you know, and we're, we just read in this society where we're, we're this overstimulated society to become ADD. So we don't know how to really focus on anything for that period, for a long period of time because we're constantly being overstimulated. You know, when you try and meditate, you close your eyes and you try and breathe and focus on your breath. The next thing you know, you're, you've got your grocery list on your mind. You're thinking about the last fight you have with your partner or that troubled child that you're, what are you going to do with? You can't stay focused on the present moment. So actually the attempt at meditating when you're overwhelmed can actually re-traumatize you, can compound the, the, the stress and anxiety and compound traumatization. So yeah. you really want to make sure that you are calm before you go into at least enough where you can experience the meditation as they kind of lay it out, be able to stay present. If you can't yeah. stay present, and tapping certainly can help you knock off all those worried thoughts, you know, yeah. calm down your body enough where you can stay present. In fact, when I teach women specifically how to, you know, to, to get present, we practice 30 seconds at a time, a minute at a time, two minutes at a time, because we're just, a lot of people just are not comfortable enough to stay present with yeah. themselves because the thoughts can just kind of spin them up out of the control. I read research somewhere where they say 80% of the population live in this level of stress. It comes out as anger, frustration, mm -hmm. kind of like that fight or flight mode at all times. Because our bodies are addicted to that type yes, of response. We just, it we is. Have, and we almost just think like that's normal. Well, it's normal for us now, sadly, because we haven't had people in our lives, enough consistent people in our lives to make us feel safe and connected to help our body complete the stress response. I mean, our, our, we have evolved to be human. 
but how we got here in our evolution has shown us what our survival strategies have been. You know, back when we were fish, all that we could do is just freeze. Oh, yeah. there's a predator coming. All we can do is freeze. And then we grew limbs and then we could like run away, you know, when we became amphibians and we could, you know, use our limbs to run away or even fight yeah. or flight. And now I, we've evolved to being humans. And yeah. so our, our most modern survival strategy is that of communication and connection. So yeah. if I speak to you in like a pleasant tone of voice and I'm calm in my regulated heartbeat and I'm smiling at you, you're gonna, your body is automatically going to calm down with all those little neuroceptors all over it. It's going to just sense, oh, this is a safe place. But if you look to me in a time of, you know, your perceived crisis or stress and I'm preoccupied or I don't give you the reaction that you need to help your body calm down, your body will automatically go back to the more ancient survival strategies like fight or flight or freeze. And so, so many people are saying like, oh, I'm in fight or flight all the time. Well, that just shows us that we are so much used to being in that angry yep. mobilization energy as opposed to being having the people around us that we have the safety cues that help our body to calm down. So. And I think it's also harder, like as someone like you would have with a childhood where there was a lot of abuse, alcoholism, drugs, right? Because you had to grow up in an environment where you had to protect yourself. You had to flee right. or fight or freeze and all these things. Because so, you look at a baby, they're the most peaceful. You almost want to just breathe their energy. It's so calm. So somewhere from our birth to those first eight, 10 years, which they say are so crucial, we learn some of these behavior depending on what our family environment is. And like you were saying, you had to learn to not trust people because they weren't trusting. You had to learn to, to run away, fight back. And so we take those things on as adult when it's not even true because it's almost like habit. It's, it's exactly, it's a habit. It's an emotional habit that's living in our nervous system. Yeah. It's, it's living in our energy system. And, and, there, it's, and those habits are anchored by beliefs that we create about ourselves and the world that all come from experiences and stories and memories that we've had. So tell us about energy tapping. I want to make sure that we get this tapping technique in. Okay, definitely. So tapping is a, a brilliant self-use acupressure technique where you literally use your fingertips to touch on energy parts of the body. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're helping calm the mind and calm the body. Because physically what's happening when you're tapping is that you're engaging the part of the energy system that speaks directly to the amygdala part of the brain, which is that fire alarm part of the brain that says, I'm safe, I'm not safe, I'm safe, I'm not safe. So when you're tapping, you're, you're literally helping the amygdala calm down. At the same time, all those body systems in your nervous system that have your heart racing or have your body temperature changing or maybe you're feeling some tightness and contraction somewhere, as you start to tap, you'll be able to calm down those body systems to be able to feel more peace and calm in the body. You yeah, let's do this, and then we can talk more about your ACE uh, method afterwards. So if you just take two fingers, your index finger and your middle finger, either hand doesn't matter. And the first point, the energy point, is in your eyebrows. So if you grew your eyebrows together, just take your two top of your fingertips and just start tapping between your eyebrows. This is the bladder meridian, and it represents emotional trauma. And then if you take both hands, your index finger and your third finger, and just start tapping on the side of the eye by your temple, this is the gallbladder meridian that represents anger. And then on the top of your cheekbone, take both two fingers, start tapping on the top of your cheekbones. This is the stomach meridian that represents anxiety. 
And then take all four fingers of both hands and get a nice bounce on your collarbone. So if you grew your collarbones kind of together where you might have a necklace lying, that's exactly where you want to start tapping. And this is the kidney meridian, and it represents fear. And then you take one hand and squeeze the opposite wrist a couple times. And the reason why you do that is because you have meridians that run under the bottom of your arm and the top of your arm out to your fingertips. So you may have seen people just tapping on the side of their hand by their pinky, or you may have seen people slapping the inside of their wrist or the outside of their wrist. I just like to squeeze the whole wrist because then you get all the meridians. And your thumb is your lung meridian. It represents grief. The index finger is the, small uh, is the uh, large intestine. represents stubbornness. The middle finger is the pericardium, which is the sac around the heart, which represents jealousy. You skip the ring finger, go to the pinky. On the side of the pinky is the heart meridian. represents shock. And on the side of the hand is the small intestine. It represents fear of an experience. So when you're squeezing the whole wrist, you get all of those meridians, and you don't have to go for the, each finger point or just focus on one. So those kind of, that's kind of technically the points that I like to use. But how you tap, and I teach tapping in four easy steps, and we can do this together right now. And step number one is always to notice what bothers you and how it bothers you. So if you're a parent listening to us right now, and you can think about maybe What's bothering you? What stresses you out in parenthood right now? Is it a difficult child? Is it a conflict with your partner and not agreeing on an approach and how to parent? Is it you're being self-critical about your parenting in your dirty house? Uh, you're comparing yourself to other people. Is it a worry about your children going to school and the school being safe with all of the violence that we see in schools now? Step number one of tapping is always what's stressing you out and how do you know what stresses you out? And typically go the how is going to a memory. Oh, well, this happened, and I remember that this happened. So go to that memory right now and notice what it looks like, it sounds like, it feels like. And then just fill your whole body's experience with that memory. And step number two of tapping is to give it an intensity number on a scale of zero to ten. If zero means it doesn't bother you, and ten is it really bothers you, what number would you give this memory, this experience of stress? And try and find something that's higher than a six. Step number three of tapping is to go to the part that stands out the most, the part where you say, oh, this is the part that I really just can't seem to get past, whether it's something that someone said to you or that they, they looked at you or something that you said or that you heard, whatever happened. Maybe it's even just a sensation in the body where you go, every time I think about my child in that way, I want to just get the I guess, stomach ache or a headache comes on. Whatever your symptom is, just notice it. That's step number three of tapping. And then step number four of tapping is we're going to tap. And we're going to tap on those tapping points that we just talked about. So hopefully, then, if you've been following along, go to that memory in step one. What were you thinking about that's triggering you to feel stress? Step number two, give it an intensity number on a scale of zero to ten. Step number three, go to the part that stands out the most, the part that you're just like, oh, I don't want to think about that part. Because we want to go to the part, we have to press on the pain just a little bit to get to the root of it. And then step number four is take your two fingers, either hand, index finger, middle finger, and just start tapping between your eyes. Repeat out loud and say, this stressful thing. This stressful thing. It's so stressful. It's so stressful. It triggers me. It triggers me. I know it so well. I know it so well. I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like. What it sounds like. What it sounds like. What it feels like. What it feels like. It's a pattern in my body. It's a pattern in my body. That I have never forgotten. That I have never forgotten. And it's really stressful. It's really stressful. And then tap on the side of the eye, and you can use both hands, one hand, and say out loud, this stressful event. This stressful event. It's all over with. It's all over with. I'm willing to let it go. 
I'm willing to let it go. No matter where it came from. No matter where it came from. Or what it means. Or what it means. I'm helping my body calm down now. I'm helping my body calm down now. And tap under your eye this stressful experience. This stressful experience. Everyone that was involved. Everyone that was involved. What they said. What they said. What they did. What they did. What they didn't say. What they didn't say. What they didn't do. What they didn't do. I just let it all go. I just let it all go. And tap on your collarbones. This stressful thing. This stressful thing. How I feel it in my body. How I feel it in my body. Where it's been living in my body. Where it's been living in my body. I just let it go. I just let it go. It's safe to let it go. It's safe to let it go. I deserve to let it go. I deserve to let it go. And I'm willing to let it go. And I'm willing to let it go. And then take one hand and squeeze the opposite wrist a couple of times and take a nice easy breath. Blow it out. Say the word clear. Clear. Now in your mind, I invite you to go think of something just really easy and comfortable. Something that feels nice. Maybe it's somebody who smiled at you or maybe it's a song that you like to listen to. Something that helps you just feel relaxed. Maybe it was your last vacation and you know, remembering experience that you had. Maybe it was a phone call that you got recently that made you feel good. Just go to something that makes you feel good and try and make that a 10 on a scale of 0 to 10. And then take your two fingers again, start tapping between your eyes and say, this is who I truly am. This is who I truly am. Side of the eye, start tapping naturally and easily. Naturally and easily. And then tap under your eye this wonderful feeling. This wonderful feeling. Is inside of me. It's inside of me. I create it. I created. Like I create all things. Like I create all things. And then tap on your collarbones. And I like this thing. And I like this thing. It feels really good. It feels really good. I can have it anytime I want. I can have it anytime I want. And then grab your wrist and squeeze it a couple of times. Take a nice breath. Blow it out. Say the word peace. Peace. And I invite you to go back to the thing that was stressing you out before and notice what's shifted. When you're tapping, you might have an experience of feeling a little tingly sensation. You might take a yawn or a spontaneous breath or your body just might start to feel like, oh, calm. This is nice. Oh, I'm relaxed. So those might be some symptoms that you experience in terms of shifting the energy from what was stressing you to now coming kind of out of the tornado, I call it. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. We are actually out of time. Uh, but I want to let the listeners know that this video is also on YouTube, our channel Parent Pump Radio. So if you're listening now and you want to see what was done here, please go on our YouTube channel and you can find out how to do that. If you want to know more about Suzanne, she is actually offering a private coaching session with her. You can go on her webpage, transformedconnectionswithans.com. You can also go to her Facebook page called Empower Tapping Revolution to follow her. All these stuff is going to be in the show notes. Please go there. Give us a quote, one of your favorite quotes. Sure. One of my favorite quotes of all time is always, you know, be kinder than necessary for everyone that you meet is fighting some type of a battle. We're living in very transformative times right now where everyone is really feeling their subconscious programming that's creating a lot of stress in our life and everyone's going through some type of a transformation. So I, I always encourage people just to smile at each other, just give each other permission to relax and calm down just a little bit. That's a great, great, great one. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And listeners, until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. 
To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you.